0: Hey, this is Sonny Dollywell, and you're listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Listen to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast, hashtag YYCP, with host Jake Hirsch on SoundCloud or subscribe on iTunes.
1: Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP.
0: What is going on, my little yuckamaniacs? This is your host, Jake Hirsch. Welcome to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. What a night. I am still jacked up, folks. I have been cutting these podcasts very close to deadline. Uh, It's only a matter of time before producer Kira puts her foot down uh, right in my ass and says, Jake, enough is enough. Poor, poor webmaster Camille. Because every week I know... Tuesday, She's looking at the Dropbox folder. She's like, okay, where is it? Where's the fricking podcast episode I'm going to post tomorrow. I'd like to actually not have to rush to, to put this up, but yes, yet again, Jake Hirsch has shit the bed and, uh, getting a last minute podcast tour. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. I shit the bed anyway. Um, yeah, so what the kind of the rule of thumb is, is that I try to get these podcasts uh, downloaded and uploaded. Sorry, uploaded to the uh, the, the Dropbox folder for uh, Camille. And, uh, you know, I try to do this like on a Monday or a Tuesday, you know. But uh, lately I have been cutting it very close, uh, doing these Tuesday night, midnight ramp-ups and, and uploads. Uh, my apologies. My equipment, it finally... Crap the bed. Yay! Why? I don't understand why. <laughs> My equipment is in the graveyard. Yes, correct. It is dead. My soundboard took a dump. Uh, I was searching, uh, probably you guys, uh, everybody saw on Facebook, me frantically searching for a Zoom recorder, something I can have uh, mobile and uh, also use as a studio recorder until I invest in a new soundboard. But uh, I think things are back under control, folks. Uh, I was able to uh, go out and get a, a new recorder today, and it's. Uh, I'm still monkeying with it. So if the show sounds a little off, I think it's probably because I was recording in stereo instead of mono. Uh, So don't adjust your headphones. It's me being an idiot, not reading the directions before I fire this thing up. But anyway, uh, point being was that I had an appointment this week to sit down with the very funny, very talented Cedric Newman. Uh, Unfortunately, that interview did not happen. I didn't have equipment uh, this weekend to actually sit down and record with him. And I didn't want to do it with my cell phone like I did last week. I I just, eh, you know, I want to put out a good product for everybody, right? For you. I do this for you, okay? That's why. I wanted this to sound good, professional, and I, yeah, didn't really read the directions on the Zoom thing. So it's going to probably sound a little weird this episode, but uh, importantly, it's, it's the show. It's the show. It's the content, right? Right? All right. I'm rambling. It's late. Uh, Hey, great show at Yuck Yucks tonight. Unbelievable crowd. Uh, It was, uh, of course, the third round of the uh, 2016 Yuck and Comers uh, comedy competition. Uh, Amateur comedy comedy competition. And uh, another fantastic night. We had probably, I would venture to say, uh, I don't even know what number to put on it. Uh, Definitely over 100 people. Uh, The place was packed. Not a lot of seats uh, left in the house. The booths were full. The tables were full, uh, and it was a very great, responsive crowd. Everybody was out having a great time. Everybody was in a mood to laugh. Uh, It was great. It was. I sound like Donald Trump. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. Um, No, seriously though, what a an amazing thing to see local comedy supported so well locally. Uh, It brings a tear to my eye and a lump to my throat. And uh, yes, uh, unfortunately, uh, not everybody gets to make it through to the next round, um, but we had uh, three very, very funny uh, people, uh, uh, two guys uh, who ended up being Adam Ruby, and uh, we had a, a fine young lady, Jessica Belbin, made it through, and of course the third person was uh Jake Poirier who who was just uh, absolutely fantastic on stage tonight. So three very deserving people, but it hurts because you know, you don't always get to see everybody you want to go through go through. And uh you know, eh, you know, of course you're going to have your favorites or people that you think are going to do very well in the competition and and sometimes it sucks. It's like uh, it's like betting on a horse in Vegas. I can't believe I just compared comedians to horses, but anyway, you get the point. I had my favorites and uh, not all of them got to make it through, so uh, but it's cool it's a lot of new competition, a lot of fresh blood, a lot of uh, very uh, awesome uh new amateur comedians uh, out there, and uh, such a pleasure pleasure to see anyway. Uh, I wanted to continue the theme this week, okay, I wanted to continue the theme. I thought to myself, if I can't record Cedric Newman over the weekend. Uh, I could, you know, call a, any handful uh, of, of comedians and get a great uh, interview. But I thought to myself, you know what? I want to go and continue the Yuck and Comer interviews. I find these absolutely great to get uh, uh, interesting point of views and what uh, what some of these young amateur comp, uh, comedians are kind of going through. What what uh, what to expect on the local scene and how has that been? And how are people treating you? And and uh, because uh, it, let's be honest, folks comedy is one hell of a profession. Yay! <laughs> That's my alter ego over there clapping and uh, and and cheering myself on. Uh yeah, it, it, it comedy's a rough game. I mean, let's let's be honest with you. we've talked about this before on the show, um just how how rough that career path can be. Uh so I've talked to headliners who have been in this business for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and gotten their feelings on it. Uh, I think it's cool to go to the other side of the spectrum, right? The other side of the building and get a different point of view. And that's what I'm getting from these uh, from these yuck and comer uh, uh, interviews. I think it's fantastic. Uh, very amazing young talent. And, and uh, mark my words, you will be seeing these youngsters uh, be headlining uh, a club near you. I, I there's no there's no doubt about it. Anyway, I get to sit down this week with the very funny Matt Foster, and the very very talented Malik Elassel. Uh, two very very funny guys, and uh, unfortunately they didn't get through to the uh, to the finals. But uh, hell, they were absolutely fantastic, and brilliant tonight. They could have made it there. Let's go talk to them. Great show tonight, man. Hey, thanks. Yeah. I, okay, so just so people know, Matt Foster is a local amateur comedian. Uh, just entered the uh, the Yuckin' Comers uh, Championship and and uh, you're semi finalist. I had you pegged as a favorite to win the entire thing. In fact, a few people had you pegged to win the entire thing.
2: I know. I hope you didn't have any money on it. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like I've disappointed a few people. There was a, right before I went on stage, a woman was like. Uh, She's like, i got to pee, and she, you're up next. I'm going to hold it. And then afterwards, she's like, I held my pee for you, and you lost. <laughs> uh, so I feel bad. <laughs> I people down and the Yucks
0: crew, of course, uh, feel bad that she urinated on the floor right after your set. That's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes. so uh so i, I want to get into i want to get into uh obviously what life is like as an amateur comic uh you're someone who stays very busy very uh-huh. active you're on the road all the time you're doing shows and and what's that what's that experience of uh, what's that been like for you yeah it's
2: just uh just trying to uh, you stay sharp uh you know you know consistently you know working every you know close to every night if i can at least a minimum of three sets a week right um and you know just you know it's a, a grind right working out new material yeah. uh getting stuff ready for uh, you know a paying show if it's an open sure. mic that you're working on testing it first and, yeah and you know presenting to the paying public a, a product that you know you're yeah, proud of man
0: that's it's such an incredible thing because you started off you percussionist i mean, we had this thing in common that we're both drummers yeah right. yeah and uh you work cruise ships and yeah. uh so this was something that's you kind of jumped in with both feet. It's not something that you started doing when you're like 18 years old, and, and uh, it's just you—you're fresh off the boat, man. <laughs> yeah, <that is laughs> you're, fresh, you're fresh off the cruise ship, huh? Fresh off the boat, yeah. <laughs> uh, you
2: know, it's true. I, um, yeah, I, I had it's, it's a long harbored dream. You know, right. this 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 whole thing. Um, I've been wanting to do it for a long time, um, and it's just something that I just like you know, it's something that other people do. It's right. not something that I could do, yeah. you know. And I think maybe. Working with a lot of uh, professional comedians, uh, meeting them, seeing them perform, and just talking to them as people, it sort of slowly became
0: more of a... So was that by people you saw like on the cruise ships Yes. Stuff? Yeah. Yes. So you kind of caught the bug there?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, but long before, actually, I caught the bug the first time when I was 13. Uh, my, a friend, uh, I don't know how he got a hold of it, but it kind of changed everything for me. He, uh, it was a bootleg Bill Hicks oh, CD, nice. and I'd never heard anyone speak about church and religion that way before yeah, and yeah. uh to this day still still one of my favorite comics of
0: all time so. talk about iconic man
2: yeah it's i know so man.
0: yeah it talks about all this stuff that no everybody was afraid to kind of you know talk about back then yeah yeah it's crazy so tell me about some of your background man where, like, where are you from well uh, originally actually i was born in uh, england no way yeah yeah
2: i lived there for seven years uh, both my parents are musicians uh, my dad's oh. a professional drummer my mom's a singer and uh, yeah, my dad did a bunch of like uh, session work and whatnot. No way. Yeah, so that's where the drumming uh, yeah. came, came from. And uh, yeah, I was about seven. We we moved to Canada. My mom's uh, originally Canadian. Right. So we moved to Canada, and then uh, you know through a few stops, ended up uh, in Calgary, wow. and I've kind of been there since. And, yeah, I spent most of my time here. Um, cruise ships, you know, it was something that was sort of like a rite of passage. Right, right. Uh, my dad, when he was 17, did a, did a world cruise. No uh, way. Yeah, that was sort of like, he couldn't get any gigs because they're like, you don't have any experience. Sure. So he went and did that. And so for a long time in the house, it was kind of like the story that he told. And it was right. sort of like, you know, something that I would do one day.
0: That's awesome, man! Yeah, and what was the, the, that experience like? I mean, you probably got to see the entire world out there.
2: Yeah, it was phenomenal. I uh, yeah, it was. It was. I'm really glad to have done it. It was uh, you know, besides just like the professional experience, getting to play every day, which is sure. really hard to do on land. Right, right. right. Um, yeah, seeing all the places in the world. You know, the uh, first time it was like Bermuda, New York. No, got right. to go to Antarctica. Wow, for a man. little bit. That's crazy, and I uh, met my lovely girlfriend out there. Yeah, we were
0: just talking out there. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. You guys met right on the cruise ship.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we so, met uh, yeah a few years ago now.
0: So. No way. So, w- obviously, with that type of confidence, like when you're out performing every night, and uh, does that because obviously you carry a lot of confidence with you when you're on uh, stage, man. Like you're very confident. You're, you, your jokes are very well written, very, very witty. Uh, does some of that confidence carry over? Do you think, like being a performer and being able to have that background a bit, does that help out? You think? I think so. It's hard because it is very
2: different. Like there, there's there are similarities, but it's right. like you know being behind the drums. You know, like, it was a high-pressure performance environment. A lot of the stuff that I was doing was, like, uh, it was a lot of sight reading. So, we would get usually one rehearsal. Right. Uh, We get to see the charts once, and then it was two shows in the evening for 1,200 people. And so, it was a lot of pressure in that environment. And so, I think maybe carrying a little bit of that uh, used to a little bit of pressure. Sure. But uh, other than that, it's it's quite a different animal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So. That's amazing, man. How have you found the local comedy scene, and how, is that, how do you find, like, the peers that you work with and, and the people that you get to go and do shows with?
2: Oh, it's, it's, uh, I was blown away when I started in Calgary because, I mean, I had no idea about anything, sure. how, how it worked. You know, I saw professionals finish products, but I never knew, well, how, what does it look like at the, at the beginning? How right. does it start, you know? And so uh, I was really surprised by the scene that we have here, so, like legendary shows, like yeah. – uh, like in in all of Canada, like what yeah. luck, right? Comedy Monday nights, yeah, you know, it's
0: a, it's a, fa- fabulous show, man. It's uh, yeah, iconic. Even there, I mean, legendary room. Yeah,
2: so yeah. Uh, to have that in 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 my hometown was uh, super lucky,
0: and so that was my first time on stage. No way, with was there, and that's yeah. such a great. You know, people always ask too, like, like, what makes that room so great? And I don't know if it's the way that you know James has it set up, or if it's the the lighting, or the just the the kind of atmosphere that it has. And it's got this really amazing presence that people are there to laugh and they're there to have a good time. And it carries over with every show that I've been to there. It's it's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, it's an electric uh, atmosphere. It, like to this day, it's funny. Like I've I've had the, the the privilege of doing it a number of times now, and every time, still, it still gets me because it's yeah. like my my first time, sure. and it still kind of got that uh, feeling about it.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, man. And, and so you've been on the road. You've, you've done shows. I've, I've keep up with you on Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what has that been like working with other comedians that are headliners and stuff like that? Have you found that it's been a very welcoming scene and people kind of reach out and, and kind of take you under their wing of it?
2: Yeah, I've been so uh, fortunate i've i've uh, some really great uh, like mentorship uh, mm-hmm. from the from the pro headliners around here you know i've been fortunate enough uh brian stollery uh, oh, yeah, uh, uh amazing, been uh, taken out uh, with him and uh, you know got a chance to open and host his shows So no he's such a force of yeah. nature on stage and so getting to watch him every night uh, sure. deliver and and to, you know it's just like a, a clinic every time right, you know right. uh, andrew albert and yeah, you know and definitely. all those guys are just so uh, willing to to give yeah, You know, that's what I th- most pros I've, I've encountered are so open and willing to kind of give you some advice or some insight, you know.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and you're in this. I mean, we've, we've talked before and I mean, you're the comedy is something that, that you've got both both feet in and that's something that you're you're doing full time and yeah. you're, you're making a run at it, man. And, and is that as it uh, has it been what you expected it to be being an amateur comic and coming up and, and making a name? It has and it hasn't.
2: I mean, the whole thing, you know, because I mean, like, you know, like I guess I, I would watch these finished products right. and, and, you know, and I had a I had a vision of what it would be like, you know, but it's, you know, it's a growing process. Sure. And, yeah, it's just staying the course is what I found. That's been a bit. I guess that would be the difference. It's like, you know, you have you have some great shows, you have some OK shows right. and, and you stay the course and hopefully everything uh, improves. Yeah. I'm making hand gestures on a recording, <laughs> and, and Jake's looking at me like, ah. Uh. <laughs> I did it for years.
0: I, know. I did it for years. Uh, so okay. So w- what's up next, man? Because you, like I said, I mean, you're you're you you know, this is something that you take very seriously, and obviously, it's a craft that you're very good at. And so, are the opportunities there? Do you find like you have to be on the road all the time? Do you find out that you are always hustling for spots and stuff like that, or or is it something that that you think that uh, that this is going to happen for you in, in a pretty realistic amount of time?
2: Um. Well. Uh i'm not too sure i mean i know that this year a lot has happened more than it's I been ever a thought. fantastic year for you yeah i had i had none of this plan like i i when i started i i was watching all these videos and that was like i remember like I, i'm gonna get my five minutes mm-hmm. and i'm gonna be doing that for three years i got that advice like get your five minutes you're doing the same five minutes for three years right on the open mic scene and then you're ready and for whatever reason, things just kind of took a different turn, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just uh, more demand, you know, you get into situations where they wanted more material. Right. You know, like right. we need someone to, to fulfill this time. Can you do it? And sure. it was so, more sort of like necessity right. to try and get in there and, and and to be able to deliver it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know um, what's next. I mean, uh, this summer um, I'm hosting, actually, I, I'm really honored to be hosting the 11th annual Kootenai Gut Buster Weekend.
0: No way. Yeah, That's which awesome,
2: uh, Daryl Max uh, Yeah. Yeah, the the bender. Yeah, don't use the
0: word festival. It's the it's the it's the it's the comedy bender. Uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody comes out and just has a great time, man. That's a dynamite show.
2: Yeah, I've I've never been, but I've seen all the the photos, and we've we've uh, I've done a little reconnaissance mission yeah. down to Creston and met the locals. No way. They've got some comedy contests leading up to the show, Right.
0: so getting some buzz and all that jazz. That's amazing, man. Before I let you go, though. Who do you look up to in this business? Are there people that you look up to and, and that you want to perform with, or, or people that you you see yourself as wanting to be there at a certain point in your, in your journey?
2: Oh shoot, you put me in a spot now. I, uh, I you know it's 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 honestly every every headliner pretty much that I that I've encountered is I've got something to learn from them and sure. uh, and you know I'm I'm blown away by and kind of walk away with something. So um, yeah, I don't I don't really have anyone like specific that I'm mm-hmm. like you know, but. Uh, yeah, shoot, you know, just I, was, I just hope to keep on yeah. keep working with, you know, the people that I am and, and hoping to, to, to spread out a little
0: further and yeah. m- meet some new people. Oh, you definitely got a bright future ahead of you, man, especially in the comedy game. How can people find you, and where should they be looking? I I know you obviously got Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah, Facebook. What oh, else you got?
2: Uh, I got a website, uh, www.mattfostercomedy.com. Yeah, www. Uh, Perfect. Um, And I do have a Twitter, at uh, a bit foster, and I just kind of put... <clears throat> Some odd jokes there. Yeah,
0: that's a great, great, like, that's a great forum for feedback. A lot of the huge comics, they put all their stuff out there, man. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to bring in Malik LSL next. Come on and have a seat, my good man. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good, Jake. How are you? Good, man. Good. You killed it tonight. You did awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It was what, a good night. Everyone did well tonight.
0: did. It was a fantastic it show. It was an
1: outbiter. biter. I didn't know who was going to take it. Actually. I,
0: I, yeah. You know what? Going in the back and counting votes and all that type of stuff. It's always a very uh, it's a very nerve wracking thing because you're always wondering what who's going to win who's coming out on top and and who won the audience over and all that type of stuff. But there's a lot of people that bring people here to the show
1: too. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, there's a the nervous energy in the back table of comics. Just like everyone's like putting their heads. Down <laughs> I don't care. Everybody's I, wondering who I don't gonna, care who whose throat
0: they're going to slice next to, <laughs> to, to step on. As an amateur, though, because you've been around the scene for a while, and yeah, Calgary guy, and and uh, but has it? Do you feel like the amateur scene is 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 welcoming here? And have you found it that that it's uh, some like a place that you feel very comfortable? In?
1: Yeah, right off the top for me, there was just like there's like the um, the Vern's crew, right, right. Uh, There's a room um, every Tuesday at Vern's on uh, Eighth Ave downtown, and like just like right away, I started off there, and then like a group of people were just like, "Yeah, we like you. We're you're funny, even if you're not being funny right now. We're gonna (laughs) assume you're gonna be funny, and you can be friends with us." (laughs) And they just let me. So they welcomed you in. Yeah, they continue being friends with me, and like yeah, it's it's always a nice atmosphere going going there and just like it is like cheers where you just walk in there like hey <laughs> that guy i know <laughs> where did yeah. you start off though
0: man you said verne's is that the first place you was that the first time you ever like first time i ever performed
1: was uh here in yuck Yucks, actually no way it was on one of the development nights that they had oh okay yeah uh, yeah
0: run, run those shows back in the day you did yeah, it yeah, was like when ian wallace
1: was doing it
0: i heard about that yeah, yeah yeah the
1: first exercise we did was him telling us to go on stage And this was me my first time, and then he instructed the audience not to laugh at our joke. So, like, the first time I ever did a joke, it was actually one of the jokes I still did tonight. Yeah. And, yeah, he just instructed everybody not to laugh, and then that was just, like, (laughs) that was my first taste of it. So I've been...
0: Some type of, like, a tortured trial by a (laughs) fireman. It's been better than that (laughs) since then. (laughs) I guess that's, like, one of those things, those lessons where you're like, it can never get any worse. Yeah, and crickets. After you're telling a joke, I'm,
1: I'm glad that was the first first taste I had of it.
0: Did you think that that stuff helped you though? Did it build your your
1: uh, your, your
0: character a bit, as to to be able to kind of toughen up?
1: Okay. I didn't go to much of the development nights. I think like after be- that, you were like, "Fuck this. yeah!" No, I was like, "Fuck." <laughs>
0: hey, who is this guy running this show?
1: <laughs> yuck yucks. No, I'm just gonna love yuck yucks. I love yuck yucks. yuck podcast. Yuck yuck, 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 yuck yuck podcast. Jake Hirsch. I love it. Uh, no, I, I cut my teeth at like. At the at the Vern's after show, right? That right. was where I feel like like it like got honed, and it's where I stopped being like afraid to say certain things. Yeah. I would like I used to just kind of get caught up in the development process of a joke. I'm like, sure. well, the well, maybe the audience just won't get it, and then I'm just a guy on stage talking, right? And right. then so I just get afraid to do it. Then like if you go to those shows, if you say you're not going up that night, they're like, what the. F- what are you talking about you're not going up
0: it's not, not acceptable yeah Did no it's literally, live literally live? not
1: acceptable tommy miller literally like it's it's a good camaraderie he'll just come up to me before shows or ben will come up to me before shows and Be like don't fuck this up I'm like, oh <laughs> no pressure <laughs> no pressure yeah where are you
0: from where are you from calgary
1: i was born in winnipeg i lived there for six months and i came to calgary I lived in calgary wow. forever winnipeg yeah
0: it's very much like lebanon
1: I heard. Yeah, yeah it's a, a war-torn country it's a war <laughs> it's falling apart at its hinges yeah you just got uh, back from Lebanon though I just and you on incorporated Friday some yeah.
0: of that stuff into your act man and it's it's a, it's a great material to throw in there
1: yeah I hadn't I hadn't done stand-up for a month and those were just two topics on my mind yeah. like while I was there the whole time yeah because so I was itching to do stand-up but you can't do it out there so I yeah. was just like come with these jokes and it it, they had, it like, rocket launchers and shit on their back. You, yeah you mess up a
0: setup there you're done
1: yeah there's no time for jokes <laughs> it're being funny. Very serious. <laughs> this is very serious.
0: No, that's great, man. But I think what it is a lot of the time too is like when you make fun of ethnic issues and like mm-hmm. myself, even just being like an immigrant or whatever. Yeah. you poke fun that kind of self-deprecation a bit, and and you give people permission to laugh at things that they're probably. They don't know if it's okay to laugh at. And and I think, you know, you give people permission to do that, and it it opens up an entire new relationship with the audience.
1: Yeah, you're opening up, like, a a lens into this worldview that they just wouldn't have gotten a chance to do. And it all depends how you you do it. I feel like, yeah, if you just go with, like, a type of generosity and not, like, animosity when you're going to the joke. It's like it comes from, like, a good place. And you're just like, yeah, I just wanted to tell people this part, this aspect of these people that they probably never would have known about. Sure. And and, yeah. and
0: and you know what? And even like storytelling, I found like on stage, I mean, to be a good raconteur, somebody who can really tell a good story, that's really hard to do. And you take it's a real risk mm-hmm. because you're waiting to deliver that punchline and it could take you 5 minutes it could take you 10 and your your whole people are along for the ride man sometimes but, there's no punchline you just the, yeah, telling the story some, yeah exactly exactly have you found that experience has, has been something that you've had to really try to master storytelling stuff
1: yeah cuz a lot of my stuff like uh leans to storytelling i have some jokes that it's like it is kind of like the one two punch type uh deal of doing jokes but i just like talking a lot i like <laughs> just um trying to capture uh, like what energy I would be giving to somebody if I was trying to talk to somebody because the reason I've stayed in um, comedy for this long like is because I don't have any doubts that I'm funny anymore is right, right. like like I've, I've lost insecurity about that it's just if I'm funny on a certain night I don't ever have like a worry about that mm-hmm. so when I come back to it I just try to like like bring in that same energy that i would if i was telling a story to my friend or something like that and just try to because i do enjoy making my friends laugh when i'm telling a joke i'm like i'll just try to transfer this because like most of the jokes like that i tell are like started with me and my friends chatting something up doing a bit and just like letting it like mutate into whatever it goes until i try to bring it to the stage
0: yeah i'm gonna ask this question it's gonna go to both you and matt though too yeah Uh, matt you might want to just jump in here real quick while i while i have both you guys here um as far as inspiration for writing material, is it is it observational for you? Is it something that you just, like you said, you experience with your friends and it's a good story and you just write it down? Or is it something that you take time out of your day to actually write material and you're kind of more, you know, because there's a lot of comedians out there that I've met that, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, you're in the hotel room. What do you, what do, you do from here? And there's obviously in the world of comedy there's hours of windows that you just sit around waiting for something to happen, Like you're waiting for the nine o'clock show or you're waiting for the seven o'clock show. And that's the entire day that you got to fill up. There's some comedians out there that will take discipline and they're, they're very regimented and they'll write and they'll set aside time during the day. Do you do that? Or do you just wait for something funny to happen and you just like hit it down?
1: Um, For me, it's kind of like just observing. It's a lot of Mm -hmm. observation. Like as I'm walking around, I try to, I try to keep an open mind when I'm, like, just out and about doing things. If I'm just walking downtown, I'm like, don't, like, don't look for something funny. But if you see fun or or do look for something funny, try to find the humor in certain things. And I just have, I'm sure every comedian has, like, that note on their phone. phone, The note, just, like, the crazy scribblings of a a maniac. If somebody got their (laughs) hands on that thing, like, I'm scared. I don't let people go through my phone. (laughs) If they see the notes, (laughs) they're going to call somebody.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, based on all my notes, they'd be like, this fucker is a uh, six-pack away from doing something really good. Yeah, what about you, Matt? What about you? Like, as far as uh, your your material inspiration, are you observational? Are you regimented as far as, like, sitting down and writing? Yeah. I, I mean, it's a bit of both. Uh, right. Every morning I
2: try and uh, do write uh, a few pages right. uh, and do something, uh, some form of writing, and then uh, and uh, try and hash out some ideas that I've either kind of – sort of touched on earlier mm-hmm. in the week or months right right or something like that um you know but a lot of it will come from like the experiences the, yeah, with, yeah. well from the from the phone right yeah right, you know, right, you're right, up there yeah. and you're like oh yeah this thing i want to turn this thing into something right. you know and sometimes it just like sort of spills onto the page and you're like this is it and yeah. then other times it's just like a headache you know you're yeah. you're just trying to kind of calibrate it yeah. and, and yeah, make yeah. it work so
0: you know and especially like in the world of comedy like i've heard uh you know, obviously very experienced people give advice. And a lot of it is, you know, you got to have clean sets in order to do corporate. You got to have, you know, but you guys both do a great job of incorporating funny stories, funny experiences, funny views on life and stuff. It's not always clean, you you know, and is it it something that you you make it, uh, is that something that you're conscious of, of that I've got to do sets that I can be able to perform doing clean as well? You know, for right now, I think I, read, I think it was Bill
2: Burr that I read this. Like, in his first four years, he just wrote clean just to make sure he was doing it right. Getting jokes. Were they funny without the, the swears and stuff like that? Right. So I will admit that I get a little – I'm like, Am I, is it funny without the swears? I right. kind of get in my own head sometimes with it. Yeah, But, um, yeah, I mean, I try. I, I like to have a versatile, uh, versatile set, but I do love – some of the dirty stuff too yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know it's sort of it's uh, yeah i think it's
0: funny because like your presence on the stage uh people look at you and they're like this guy he's just got this presence about him looks very professional very confident and so i think it's fun that when i get to see you perform and you go dirty once in a while and you're able to add that spice to it Because i think people kind of expect you to be this kind of like jerry seinfeld a bit vanilla. Right. Looking right. New, yeah, like, oh, yeah. This guy's kind of a young, cute dude. And you know what I mean? Very innocent looking. But at the same time, like you, you throw that stuff in there to mix it up.
2: Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I definitely really enjoy dropping those bombs yeah. uh, when, yeah. they, when I, when they come up. Yeah. I definitely savor them a
0: little more. I think tonight you said something about, uh, is there fucking people out there? <laughs> oh <said> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It well, was just yeah. such a great, <laughs> like, it's, it's such a, a great, like break uh, breakup during the, during the night that, the people are just like you know. Got to stay on 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 their toes, man. It's a, it's a great way to kind of get the crowd moving. Thanks, bit. yeah.
2: Just trying to keep the energy up. Yeah. So, yeah. What
0: about you, Malik? Do you do you, do you find that, uh, that 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 you gotta try to transfer over material to make sure that you can do a clean set if you need to?
1: I've never really concerned myself with that. Right. I've always just tried to be like as genuine as possible. Right. Is like I can tell when a performer's not being genuine. I can tell when I'm not being genuine, mm-hmm. and I. I can when I'm not genuine the audience won't have a, a genuine reaction to it right, I can right. tell so if it's if a joke needs a swear here and there it's just it would only be there because like when I originally thought of it that was the voice that it like flowed through in my head right and it just like it came out that way yeah. so yeah I just tried to deliver it yeah as genuine as possible I'm not trying to put on a shtick of anything that I'm not I don't feel like I put on much on stage I'm kind of just like this vessel I'm like let me guys let me tell you what happened like just yeah, me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah is, what about, like, uh, one of the big things that I've noticed about comedy? I mean, obviously myself, I mean, I, I've only done comedy stand-up, like, you know, five or six times or whatever. But it's not a career for me. It's not something that I'm at 41 and going to go be like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to want to start stand-up right now. Like, obviously, there's some people that look at comedy and be like, I've got a lifetime full of stories and experiences that I can make into something funny. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who are very young getting into the comedy game that are like, okay, this is, like, this is something I have to really, really work work towards. But – One of the general consensus is that career in comedy, people are, you know, unless you're selling out theater shows and you're headlining, you you know, you're making really good, good money at it. Stuff like mortgage payments and car notes and stuff like that, that stuff can become very, very scary for people. And the commitment level of saying, I'm going to do this and create an income out of it. That could be a very scary thing. And signing up for a lifetime of that, because there's a lot of comedians out there that are very good. And when I ask them, "Hey, how long have you been doing this for?" It, very rarely is it a couple years. I mean, this is a this is a, a career that takes sometimes a lot of time before you get noticed or before you get really uh, what you're worth as far as getting paid and stuff like that. Is that stuff kind of worry you at all, or, or are you like, "Hey, I'm I'm in it for good, and this is something that I'm I'm very."
1: to yeah i'm in it I'm in it for the long haul, which is like tough my I have lebanese parents and they just what well, you said you said loy, you said uh mortgages, all that stuff like I don't hear the end of that i don't <laughs> it's just like like as soon as i like told my parents like broke the news that like i started doing theater and i was like told my parents i'm like this is like the direction i'm going to take when i'm going to be like an entertainer and they're just like you would have thought i murdered my brother (laughs) (laughs) what i did uh, with the way they reacted like no my god you're doing this thing to us
0: you're killing your father yeah but
1: uh yeah i just um i love comedy for what it is uh if I could make a teacher's salary uh doing comedy doing the things that i love i have won in my book i'm not looking for that I'm just yeah because it makes me feel fulfilled right so because as much you, as I can do it
0: that's that's your your full time gig man you, you you work with kids you you teach and stuff yeah. like that how is that huh uh how is how is that profession how does that complement the comedy and the things Do you have a hard time balancing that and having a career during the day and and doing that comedy stuff at night uh
1: no i think it's i think there. i have two things that give me like a good release Mm -hmm. as far as like just like my emotions like with that job like working with the kids it's just like i have to be like i like my empathetic uh muscle is just like i just have to be the most empathetic and i think that spills into the performing side if you're not empathetic if you're not thinking about all of it then you can kind of just be this like one-dimensional dude spitting out opinions that nobody cares about sure sure. so yeah you just yeah just if it feeds the other side of it
0: right it's a good way of putting it man matt what about you man like obviously you've got a very understanding very very great girlfriend that's willing to uh share you with the rest of the world (laughs) what what is that what is that like man where where i mean obviously you're somebody who's like i'm jumping into this and and i'm going to be doing it and is it difficult to balance that, having that responsibility of, of having a home life and, and having relationships and, and stuff like that and, and being able to go out and have that freedom to go out on the road and, and actually work?
2: Well, I think I might be the luckiest guy in the world, at least for me anyway, because I've got one of the most uh, amazing uh, women in my life, mm-hmm. uh, with you know, my girlfriend. Uh, she is... Uh, like before I started doing this, she night after night day after day heard me harping about this, and so when we decided to both leave ships together, we knew what we were doing it for, right. and that it was going to be to pursue comedy mm-hmm. f- full out so she's been uh so supportive and so helpful and right. really understanding uh, uh, you know uh, you know w- w- when there have been tough shows or weekends that I have to go away, she's super understanding, so that really helps yeah. me uh dedicate resources to the comedy. I'm right. not too worried. About how she's holding up, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know she's so busy with with her stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. so uh, she's having a good time. But yeah, it's scary. I don't know. It's uh, you know, I, I. But I've seen it done. You know, both my parents uh, being professional musicians and, and hammering that out, and uh, what that life is like. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm, uh, I know there are differences with comedy, but uh, entertainment. You know, it uh, it can be a grind, but it's possible. Right.
0: Absolutely. Is it is it something that uh, that. Uh, one day you want to expand the market to go down to the states do you want to do you see yourself you know do you know being a, a touring comic do you want to do theater shows you want to get into writing you want to do tv yeah what's I'm, the end game i you know
2: I, I just want to stay in this industry but I, really my first goal is i would love to my you know my highest aspiration would be to be performing for, for sold out theaters right and one day um and and touring um, you know, and uh, going down to the states, mm-hmm. going to the big festivals, right. and uh, you know, being able to, you know, in a, you know, live comfortably would be nice. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With it, but you know, I, I understand that it might be, a, you know, a spreading out. Uh, you know, being a writer, maybe yeah. you know, for TV shows or something like that, if yeah. uh, if that comes, uh, you know, your way and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah it's definitely a bit of a, a crapshoot. Uh, you yeah. know, f- from a lot of the professionals <laughs> talked. Yeah, and, I talked mean, to, you Andy know, that's trying to trying to eke out a living
0: for sure. Yeah, and it's it's a road less traveled, I find, for a lot of comedians that are like, you know what? like, And even, you know, like in this day and age, I make this reference all the time. I get people come up and like, oh, you know, I love Louis. I love Louis C.K. And, you know, oh, I just started watching his show or whatever. And I'm like, this guy, he's been doing it for 25 years. This is something he just started getting, like the TV aspect and the getting himself out there and, and the name brand recognition and all that type of stuff. And it's it's a tough grind. And, and it's something that I think uh, it's I, – I always – it. It makes me feel amazing to see young comedians with that passion and with that, you know, that energy to say I'm, I'm committed to this, and, and that's that's a great thing. I think both you guys are just doing amazing. Malik, how how can people find you as far as uh, social media and stuff? I know I got you on Facebook as well.
1: Oh yeah, um, I don't have like a Facebook page, like a dedicated comedian Facebook page yet, mm-hmm. but I'm uh, I'll make one, and <laughs> I'll tell people in the post. Show. I don't know, I can't ta- I can't say it now, but. Uh, <laughs> I um ha- you can follow me on Twitter at Malik Spin, uh M A L I K S P I N. Awesome. It was uh my rap name that came out of a generator. <laughs> I was like that'll be my Twitter name forever. And uh on Instagram at Malik Elassal, Uh M A L I K E L A S S A L. Follow me, please. <laughs> please.
0: We'll definitely put the links up on the, <laughs> on the site. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining me for this podcast. It's thank you. It's an absolute honor, man, to have you guys with me. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys. Do the the
1: time. Uh, thank you, Jake. Thank I'm you for having
0: us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, folks, there you have it. Two fine young comedians, Mr. Malik Alassal, and of course the very funny and talented Mr. Matt Foster. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on the show. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Again, my apologies for the left and right earphone, headphone thing. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's uh, it's a learning, it's a learning curve for me. I'm old, getting technology, all this new shit. Anyway... Thanks for listening in. we got some great interviews coming up, folks. I promise you that. Special thanks to my executive producer, Ms. Kira Williams, and, of course, all the crew down here at Yuck Yucks. Mr. Mark Reslin, I've already mentioned my good, amazing executive producer, Kira Williams, and, of course, our webmaster, Camille Sorobi. Thank you so much, and thank you for being patient with me. I promise I will get my shit together. Uh, yes, and also, please do not forget... Mr. Lane argue the very talented and uh and, and God damn it he's a good looking young man too the guy who cuts all the acoustic intros for this show thank you sir Lane argue check him out thanks again folks for listening and we will see you next week